Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary. Today we start with the topic, is Joe Rogan's podcast going to be in GTA 6? So I've heard this said a few times, I don't know the source for it though. GTA 6 set to feature Joe Rogan podcasts on in-game radio stations. A trusted source close to Rockstar Games has revealed that the much-anticipated GTA 6 will feature episodes of the Joe Rogan experience as part of the in-game radio lineup. I am skeptical. What do you mean, a source close to Rockstar Games? What the fuck does that mean? I'm a source close to Rockstar Games. I haven't heard of this before. Why would they do this? To be clear, I could totally see, like, a Joe Rogan parody on the radio. Just a dude doing random interviews with people famous in the world of GTA 6. Having them talk about drugs and carnivore diets and random conspiracy theories and stuff. Although, is it much different having a real-life song in GTA 6 as opposed to a real-life podcast? I'm just trying to assess this as to whether it really makes sense for Rockstar to do it, and I don't think it does. I don't think it adds much. I don't know why they would do it. Other than that, the Joe Rogan podcast is the most successful podcast in the world. In every previous game, the talk show radio has been parodies of real life, but of course, fake stuff. Although, except in that one instance where they had fans call in and rant about politics, and they picked some of the best ones and actually put them in the game. Was that GTA 3? Or that was GTA 4 with the ranting about politics? Okay. You make a good point. They have dozens of real musicians in GTA Online. Yes, I'm skeptical, but I mean, it's not impossible. I just don't think they have much reason to. Mr. Beast learns a surprising fact about his thumbnails. So Mr. Beast tweeted out something interesting. I closed my mouth on all my thumbnails and the watch time went up on every video. So we've talked about how there's something available to at least some creators, I don't think it's available to me yet, where you can put multiple different thumbnails for your videos. You can then manually pick one or it will automatically pick one that leads to people watching the video longer and, or, and clicking it more often. And so Mr. Beast has compared thumbnails where it's just the exact same picture, but his mouth is open and the exact same picture with his mouth closed. And on all of his videos, apparently, mouth closed wins, regardless of the order or any other variable. It's just mouth closed is better. And I want to say to you, every single thumbnail I've seen of Mr. Beast with his mouth, mouth open has been somewhat disconcerting. It has always looked weird. It has certainly drawn my eye more than him having his mouth closed, but it's an off-putting feeling. Do you guys have that same view? Where's that, where's that picture that I used in my thumbnail recently? Look how weird Mr. Beast looks there. Like you can put an apple in there and snap it off. I think I've got maybe like one thumbnail in my entire career where I have my mouth open and that was like one Fall Guys video or something. There has to be more, like when you're yelling in anger. Nah! That's the only time I think it makes sense for your mouth to be open. But because it's Mr. Beast, I guarantee you there were a lot of YouTubers who only had their mouth open because Mr. Beast did it in their thumbnails. And now that he's changed and he won't be doing that anymore, you're going to see a lot of thumbnails that will change and they'll go back and close their mouths and moving forward won't open their mouths in the thumbnail. And I think this is a huge win for everyone on the platform because your mouth <laughs> gaping wide open in the thumbnail does not look good. Someone finally beat GTA 4 without taking any damage. This has been sitting in my rambles list for a long time. So with 40,000 upvotes on Reddit, a guy with 19 YouTube subs executed perhaps the greatest GTA speedrun in history six weeks ago, and no one noticed. I'm the first and only person in history to beat GTA 4 without any damage from anything, and I did it in one segment, one sitting, and less than six hours. So this is a no damage run of GTA 4. Do any of you know of Druzy? So I had not heard about this. Got a zero death counter, just like I did back in the day. Does he pop off at the end? Oh, 
He looks happy. <laughs> Highlight, victorious, no hit, no damage, Oko speedrun. <laughs> I was about to say, I recognize Daniel the Assassin. He follows me. I know him from chat. He's been following me since 2017. Oh shit. Druzy was previously subbed for five months and had 999 messages in chat. He's unfollowed me now. Regardless, congrats to, congrats to him. That's oh very cool. God. I know the relief of grinding at something for a long time and to get a no damage run. So if you want to watch this run, feel free to go watch it. So apparently he only had 19 YouTube subs. Let's see if he's gotten a few more since then. Apparently he's still doing runs. I guess he's just really passionate about it. Oh yeah, he got, got some more subs. He's up to 1k now. I guess he just doesn't upload to YouTube all that much. He's not a YouTuber. He's got 100k views now. That's cool. So grass to him. Go check that out if you uh, want to, guys. An amazing new GTA 5 speedrunning strategy was just discovered. There is a new bit of tech in GTA 5 speedrunning, and the greatest thing about this tech is it's not that difficult to explain. So I'm going to put it in rambles. So I say here on Twitter, coolest new GTA 5 tech. If you attempt to start a side mission from the replay menu and cancel it, the game remembers that location and the vehicle you were in. In the future, if you save, it will think you saved at that spot. So when you load us, you appear there in that vehicle. For example, you can be flying to Carter Libre as Trevor, remember a spot, and a few missions are just save and load as Franklin and appear at that spot, but now in Trevor's helicopter. You keep your progress, obviously, but you are much closer to the next mission and in a helicopter. You can then fly to Minor Turbulence. It is like the save warping we did to safe houses, but anyway, you were previously. Many limitations to it, but the stuff people find is wild. So I realized reading that, most of you probably won't understand it. But uh, here's a short clip. Uh, so here's Trevor flying in helicopter. And so he's flying to minor turbulence, but on the way to minor turbulence, he is starting mission replay, but then canceling the mission replay. Like, so he doesn't actually go into it. All it is just going into the menu and saying, hey, I would like to do one. And here later, at the end of a deep inside, Franklin wants to get to minor turbulence. So he saves the game, loads the save file that he just made right now. And the game is uh, going to, of course, load him where it thinks it should put him. And while normally it should load him exactly where he saved, instead, it's going to load him into where he tried to start the mission replay. See, now he's here. This is Franklin now in the helicopter where Trevor was previously. Keeping the vehicle, saving the location. Of course, you can't use this in missions and stuff, but it has resulted in a handful of uh, changes to the route. It's not like broken because you still have to have been in the previous spot before that you want to teleport to. And of course, you can't load and save for any other reason or you will lose that location. And there's like particular rules like you can't have a vehicle and stuff or you need to be a certain distance in your vehicle, blah, blah, blah. But a very cool thing that's been found. Another reason why I want to get back to speedrunning GTA 5, but who knows if I ever will. The answer is I eventually will. One day. Is YouTube Shorts killing YouTube's long form videos? I read this article, it's from the Financial Times, Shorts risks cannibalizing core YouTube business, says senior staff. The crux of the article is what I talked about when Shorts were first coming out, where there was always the concern that if people engage more with Shorts, they will engage less with long form content. And long form content is the bread and butter of YouTube and generates the most revenue. So if rather than bringing on new people, you simply move people from long form content to short form content, that will represent a loss of revenue for YouTube. What I'm saying is this is unsurprising to me and this was very much so predictable. YouTube was effectively playing the long game, hoping that even if this happened, which you know was pretty obvious it was gonna happen to some degree, that they'd bring on enough people to offset that. While people would spend some additional time on shorts, they would spend even more time on long form content or new people would come to the platform and spend additional time on long form content. But as I often say, people only have a finite amount of time to watch anything. 
There's not an infinite amount of people with an infinite amount of time, with an infinite amount of attention, with an infinite amount of eyeballs to watch endless amounts of content. Every single time someone spends additional time doing one thing, they must spend less time doing something else. YouTube being as mature as it is, everyone knows of YouTube, right? And so it's very hard for them to bring on new people uh, as readily as they could in the past when they were still a newer company. And TikTok, it does the shorts thing arguably better than YouTube does. But YouTube, of course, still the biggest player in the space. And even while it is losing a bit of ground to TikTok, especially in the younger demographics, I, I wouldn't count YouTube out yet. It is still the dominant place for long form content. It's still the place where, that everyone wants to be popular on because it is the place to make money. And I, I don't think it's gonna, gonna change anytime soon. It is certainly the case that TikTok is working to inspire people to make content that is longer, trying to eat into YouTube's dominance in that space. Because again, that is where most of the money is made. I know when I go to TikTok myself, it says, hey, a lot of people have been having success with longer forms of content. Why don't you give it a go? They're definitely pushing that more. But that's my thoughts on that. Basically, this was very much so predictable. And I hope YouTube sticks around, claws back market share away from TikTok because TikTok still doesn't pay Australian creators, does not pay nearly as well as YouTube. As much as people complain about various different aspects of YouTube, there's nothing that YouTube does that is done better by TikTok. YouTube is just better than TikTok in every single way when it comes to how it handles its creators. Any company of the size of YouTube is gonna have many different problems, but uh, there's no company doing it better. And my concern is that as YouTube continues to have its lunch eaten by TikTok, it's not gonna lead YouTube to become better, it's gonna become worse as it tries to maintain the exact same levels of revenue that it was experiencing before. Bringing in more and more and more ads to serve to a dwindling viewer base making the platform less good for those viewers so that they can at least in the short term maintain the, those revenues. I hope they play the long game and don't just try to maximize revenue at the cost of the platform being usable and enjoyable for the consumers. The story of the French Scrabble champion who didn't speak French. So it's always interesting when smaller YouTube channels have like one video that's popped off. It's so like this guy's normal videos get 200, to 400 views, right? Okay, he's got two very, very popular videos. I'm talking about the second one here. The video is called The French Scrabble Champion Who Doesn't Speak French. Got 84,000 views, it's two months old. So you may have heard this story before about this dude who is from New Zealand, a Scrabble champion who knew not a single word of French, but learned the entire French dictionary despite that and won a Scrabble tournament. And hearing that story, you think, that's bullshit, there's no way anyone did that, but it's true. But even hearing that story, as I had before, it kind of doesn't communicate how amazing of a feat that was, in the same way that any feat, even if it sounds impressive to a layman, you can never fully appreciate how amazing it is until you like know a lot of information about a particular field that surrounds it, right? Like you can't appreciate something until you know all about it, in a way. I I'm explaining this poorly, but this video, largely explains how amazing that feat was, like how he did it, contextualizing how amazing this dude is in Scrabble in general. And it's like 50 minutes long and it's a, a very good listen, right? I highly recommend checking it out. I'm not gonna do it justice because I, I don't wanna explain everything he said in the video, but if you're interested in a story about how a guy who doesn't speak French learned the entire French dictionary, spoilers, in like two months and smashed everyone in a Scrabble tournament, watch this video. It's, it's a really sick video. One thing it does highlight though, is, again, spoilers a little bit, but this dude in English Scrabble is like orders of magnitude higher than everyone else, including AI. He is just, I don't wanna use the phrase freak of nature because that it sounds demeaning because this is super cool, but he is just in a league of his own. 
a very interesting story. Highly recommend it. So again, The French Scrabble Champion Who Doesn't Speak French by Alex Diggs. My Rockstar sources lied to me. So big news, guys. A very important source close to GTA 6 has announced the GTA 6 trailer will drop September 17th on GTA 5's 10th anniversary. Source, I'm a voice actor for GTA 6. I'm talking about me, of course. Now, by the time this comes out in rambles, you will know whether or not I was correct. Like, we can't rule out the possibility that my sources at Rockstar Games have uh, told me this just to make me look bad. And uh, if it doesn't come out on September 17th, that just confirms that there are certain people at Rockstar who don't like me and are specifically holding back the trailer just to fuck with me. So, I'm not wrong, but it's possible there may be some shady, shady stuff going on at Rockstar to make me look bad. That's what I'm saying. Someone, of course, though, called me out. If you're a voice actor, why Rockstar isn't following you? And I responded, I accidentally ruined the lunch of the dude who runs the Twitter account. Dude holds a mad grudge. It was months ago and an honest mistake. Ain't that right at Rockstar Games? Source, I am a voice actor for GTA 6. Would it be hilarious if they responded? If they were one of the more modern, like, trying to be cool company Twitter accounts, totally would have responded. But they just don't play that way. It is not Rockstar Games the way they do it. So the 17th of September was the 10th anniversary for GTA 5. While I did try and do a stream that was somewhat special called Positive Chaos on the day, I don't think I succeeded in doing it on September the 17th. I tried and I failed to get started due to technical difficulties, but I did it uh, afterwards, at least to some degree, I think on the 18th. Regardless, this was my statement on Twitter about the day. Happy 10th anniversary to GTA 5. No better game to have played for over 10,000 hours. I never would have imagined a game would enrich my life so much. Hope everyone at Rockstar Games has a good one and I wish you all the best. People were like, who is this and what happened to Dark Five AU? <laughs> it's a pretty okay game. It's a great game, especially for 2013. Also, as you guys know, of course, I predicted on the 17th that the trailer would drop, as I said here on the 12th. GTA 6 trailer will drop September 17th on GTA 5's 10th anniversary. Source, I'm a voice actor for GTA 6. Now, my sources tell me, chat, that they did intend to drop it, but, uh, got bamboozled, as I say here. Based on my sources at Rockstar, I told you guys that the GTA 6 trailer would drop today. Turns out that is no longer going to happen. We've all been let down. Source, I'm a voice actor for GTA 6. And so, in my DMs, of course, talking to Rockstar, they DM me and said, LOL, we plan to drop the GTA 6 trailer today, but we decided not to, just so you would look stupid. And I'm like, bruh, I trusted you. Sad face. I didn't even DM them asking. They, they DM'd me specifically to gloat about how stupid they've made me look. Disgraceful chat. Billion dollar company treating its uh, big shot content creators like this. I got fooled, bamboozled, hoodwinked. 100% real, exactly, chat. Me and, uh, me and Rockstar always in the DMs are uh, talking. My experience with online gambling. For those who don't know, in Australia, you can't do any online gambling. They banned it quite a while back. I'm assuming because the physical gambling casinos in Australia have a lot of leeway, a lot of influence. There's slot machines everywhere and stuff, and I, I guess they saw online gambling as competition, and so it got banned. Like, that's being very cynical. I'm sure there are other reasons other interest groups are like, online gambling is bad, and they're right, right? It, it does suck. I remember I used to play a little bit back in the day, until I lost like a thousand dollars and I was like, screw this. And so I like intentionally banned my own account because like that's that's way too much money to lose on some random thing. Although I suppose there are games like just normal games. You can spend that much in microtransactions, whatever. I just didn't think it was a good use of my time and stuff. So I got rid of it. This is like 10 years ago I did this. But very recently I was like, I want to play a little bit of poker again. And so I looked up how things are handled for the online gambling. And while there is no online gambling, 
There is still like a community of people who play like just through PokerStars, but for fake money. So they do this thing where they give you like $15,000 worth of free money. Like it's just 15,000 chips or whatever every day. And you can just gamble with it for funsies. Or you can like via microtransactions like you would in any kind of mobile game, buy additional chips that you can't cash out, right? I don't know how many people get like addicted to it and go like, man, I lost all my money. You're gonna spend money to get some more poker chips, but whatever, I didn't do that shit. What I did was every day I would play poker with 15,000 chips and I gambled that all the way up to a million dollars in chips. And I was like, yeah, and then I lost it all. <laughs> over, over a week, I was like, yeah, I'm the best. And then I lost all my money. I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Gambling bad, basically chat is the moral of the story. I do like playing Texas Hold'em though. And uh, it was nice to have a small outlet to play it where I don't lose money. So, gambling bad. Answering your most interesting questions. How is the viewer attention on the Ramble channel? Let me take a look. It's gonna depend on the episode, but um, yeah, so like it's uh, pretty high, honestly. 56% got to the end of this one. Uh, it's a little bit lower on the longer ones, 37%. These are still, these are still good numbers. These are shorter episodes. It was like a long episode. I mean, 40% of the people still getting to the end. Ah, uh, this one, no. Uh, this was a lot longer video. This is 31 minutes. I mean, 30% gained the end is pretty good. I'm not unhappy with that retention. Certainly better retention than on the main channel. Because obviously the videos are more better targeted now. As well, obviously more work is going into them to add more stuff to keep people engaged and whatnot. Because obviously I have more help with it. We're still having trouble with getting them out fast enough. Many of them are like weeks old by the time they come out. I'm going to be spending the next couple of days working to help personally to speed things up a bit, to catch them up. So hopefully we don't fall behind as much uh, again, uh, but we'll see what happens. Do you take school holidays, etc., into consideration when a video is underperforming? For example, I'm currently on a break from college. Uh, yes. Every YouTuber knows that if they're having a, a dip, you can chalk that up to everyone being a, at school and stuff. And uh, when you're on a high, it can often be that it uh, coincides with everyone being uh, on school holidays. But certainly around the world, school holidays don't happen all at the same time. I don't think even in America, they all happen at the same time. But it is certainly the case that month to month, you can see how in some months your viewership will be higher or lower based on the holidays for schools. Have you considered playing GTA Liberty City Stories? I will play all the other GTAs eventually, including GTA 2. I just haven't got around to it yet. What's my opinion on Payday 2 and the upcoming Payday 3? I like Payday. Played it a long time ago, thought it was pretty good. Haven't kept up with it for the last 10 years. I played Payday 3 when they gave me a early access code and I quite enjoyed it. I will probably play it when it releases officially. Is your iceberg video still a thing or has it been scrapped? It is still a thing, but I still think it is too much effort to bother making it. A lot of the deep lore of my channel is not necessarily interesting to everyone. I'm a person who would like to be thorough and would like to explain literally every single small detail that people probably have missed. And that might make for a pretty boring video that would take a long time to make. Let's see if I can find all the material that I'd want for the video anyway. I will probably eventually do it, just maybe later on in my career. And I'll just keep adding additional stories to it as we go. Are you happy with your current view rate or do you want to push yourself further? There is no downside at my level to getting a greater viewership. There is a significant change in your circumstances when you go from like say a hundred viewers where you can know everyone's name and stuff and then going to a thousand viewers, but going from say a thousand to 5,000 or 5,000 to 10,000 doesn't make much of a difference because you're already at a point where you can't remember everyone, everyone's name in chat anyway. And I'm already in that status of being quote unquote famous in a way popular. Uh, the way people treat me is not going to significantly change if I double, triple my viewership. All it's gonna mean is that I'll be more well-known, my content will make even more people happy, and I'll make more money. 
There's no downside to getting more viewers is what I'm saying. With the West gaming market now being exposed to more and more microtransactions, and no matter how much people cry about it, disliking it, companies continue to make it their main form of revenue, do you think we will become like the East or will gamers eventually stop playing these games? I like that you said, will we become like the East? Because originally when I was reading this question, I thought this person was saying that microtransactions were uh, like a Western phenomenon. When obviously microtransactions are even more accepted and more egregious in quote unquote Eastern games. They pioneered a lot of the sort of microtransactions that are now common in games. I do think most of the games that have become very successful within the last, you know, year have been games that haven't had a lot of microtransactions in them. Baldur's Gate 3, God of War. I mean, I don't think Starfield has a lot of that stuff in it. Elden Ring, for example. All the games that I can think of right now that were super successful within the last year are games that didn't have microtransactions in them. I think it's pretty obvious that people are tired of this shit People are more willing to spend on games that don't have this garbage in it. And whether that's going to continue as a trend where companies realize that just by making a good finalized project will actually net them more revenue potentially than having all this shit in there. The only good microtransaction is the transaction that we have where if you press the like and subscribe button, you'll get my appreciation. Thank you for watching and I wish you all the best.